Preface and Introduction of Omu. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Omu, A Narrative of Adventures in the South Seas by Herman Melville. Preface. Nowhere, perhaps, are the proverbial characteristics of sailors shown under wilder aspects than in the South Seas. For the most part, the vessels navigating those remote waters are engaged in the sperm whale fishery, a business which is not only peculiarly fitted to attract the most reckless seamen of all nations, but in various ways is calculated to foster in them a spirit of the utmost license. These voyages, also, are unusually long and perilous. The only harbors accessible are among the barbarous or semi-civilized islands of Polynesia, or along the lawless western coast of South America. Hence, scenes the most novel, and not directly connected with the business of whaling, frequently occur among the crews of ships in the Pacific. Without pretending to give any account of the whale fishery, for the scope of the narrative does not embrace the subject, it is partly the object of this work to convey some idea of the kind of life to which allusion is made by means of a circumstantial history of adventures befalling the author. Another object proposed is to give a familiar account of the present condition of the converted Polynesians, as affected by their promiscuous intercourse with foreigners and the teachings of the missionaries combined. As a roving sailor, the author spent about three months in various parts of the islands of Tahiti and Aimeo, and under circumstances most favorable for correct observations on the social condition of the natives. In every statement connected with missionary operations, a strict adherence to facts has, of course, been scrupulously observed, and in some instances it has even been deemed advisable to quote previous voyagers in corroboration of what is offered as the fruit of the author's own observations. Nothing but an earnest desire for truth and good has led him to touch upon this subject at all. And if he refrains from offering hints as to the best mode of remedying the evils which are pointed out, it is only because he thinks that after being made acquainted with the facts, others are more qualified to do so. Should a little jocoseness be shown upon some curious traits of the Tahitians, it proceeds from no intention to ridicule. Things are merely described as, from their entire novelty, they first struck an unbiased observer. The present narrative necessarily begins where Typee concludes, but has no further connection with the latter work. All, therefore, necessary for the reader to understand, who has not read Typee, is given in a brief introduction. No journal was kept by the author during his wanderings in the South Seas, so that, in preparing the ensuing chapters for the press, precision with respect to dates would have been impossible, and every occurrence has been put down from simple recollection. The frequency, however, with which these incidents have been verbally related has tended to stamp them upon the memory. Though it is believed that one or two imperfect Polynesian vocabularies have been published, none of the Tahitian dialect has as yet appeared. At any rate, the author has had access to none whatever. In the use of the native words, therefore, he has been mostly governed by the bare recollection of sounds. Upon several points connected with the history and ancient customs of Tahiti, 
collateral information has been obtained from the oldest books of South Sea voyages, and also from the Polynesian researches of Ellis. The title of the work, Omu, is borrowed from the dialect of the Marquesas Islands, where, among other uses, the word signifies a rover, or rather, a person wandering from one island to another, like some of the natives known among their countrymen as taboo canakers. In no respect does the author make pretensions to philosophic research. In a familiar way, he has merely described what he has seen, and if reflections are occasionally indulged in, they are spontaneous, and such as would very probably suggest themselves to the most casual observer. New York, January 28, 1847 Adventures in the South Seas Introduction In the summer of 1842, the author of this narrative, as a sailor before the mast, visited the Marquesas Islands in an American South Seaman. At the island of Nukuhiva, he left his vessel, which afterwards sailed without him. Wandering in the interior, he came upon the valley of Taipee, inhabited by a primitive tribe of savages, from which valley a fellow sailor who accompanied him soon afterward effected his escape. The author, however, was detained in an indulgent captivity for about the space of four months, at the end of which period he escaped in a boat which visited the bay. This boat belonged to a vessel in need of men, which had recently touched at a neighboring harbor of the same island, where the captain had been informed of the author's detention in Taipee. Desirous of adding to his crew, he sailed round thither, and hove to off the mouth of the bay. As the Taipees were considered hostile, the boat, manned by taboo natives from the other harbor, was then sent in, with an interpreter at their head, to procure the author's release. This was finally accomplished, though not without peril to all concerned. At the time of his escape, the author was suffering severely from lameness. The boat having gained the open sea, the ship appeared in the distance. Here the present narrative opens. End of Preface and Introduction Recording by Tricia G.